millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today... We are going to talk about two movies. Uh, we really don't have anything to compare them, but we just want to talk about both of them because they came out recently. They did. Uh, the f- the Farewell and The Kitchen. They both have the in the name. And they Can both have uh, women leads. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, that's about <laughs> it. There's no, There's literally not. There's, there's really nothing else. Uh, there's, there's death involved, kind of. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't seen both of these movies, um, uh, I'm just going to say right off the bat, you should definitely go see The Farewell, it's a masterpiece, and you should definitely not see The Kitchen. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> okay, is that is that the end of the podcast? Are we closing it out here? <laughs> um, I say we talk about uh... The Kitchen first, just because it's it's ironically more of the downer um <laughs> yeah let's just let's just get this over with um let's talk about this let's talk about this poster why oh, so the poster that imdb chooses to use for the kitchen's main page has elizabeth moss just just her yeah like and then and then her two her two men her, her two men Yes. Yeah. Her husband, that who is abusive towards her, and then her lover when her husband goes to jail. Yeah. That's it. Is is this the official poster, or are there more? And they just chose this one. No, to be it's definitely the, main one. the poster. Like I've been seeing all around the city, and it is the three women in the three different colors. Um, and I think that they chose to do this like this kind of block color thing because I did find out that this was a graphic novel series. Um, As did I. I found that out as in well. In the credits. So I nearly was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like, it just put everything into perspective, and I was like, that's why I, this movie is the way it is. I thought it was weird DC. I thought it was weird yes. that DC was, was, in the, was in the opening credits. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, what does DC have to do with this? I know, I'm and like, are I they making movies now? Forgot. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... No idea um, how far the series of comic books go. If if anyone has read them, please let us know if they're good. Um, personally, I don't mm-hmm. plan on reading them, but uh, no, based, purely based off of this movie. But um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they're better in some way. But who knows? I I have no clue. Um, where do we start? Uh, Let's see. I just. I, I don't want to rake this thing in the mud that bad, because, like, I thought the performances were pretty good, mostly just by, Liz, like, Melissa McCarthy, because she's, I think, amazing. Um, I think, like, Tiffany Haddish and Elizabeth Moss were, like, fine. Yeah, I'd say that as well. <sighs> Melissa is just doing great things right now, and she just, her, her character was really good. I, I thought it was... 
thought the pacing was a little weird mm-hmm. in this movie. Like, the second the three of them, like, put this idea together to kind of just take over while their husbands were in jail, and then they were just already just, there was like a montage, mm-hmm. and and they were just dancing and having a good time, like in clubs already. Like, it was just, it was very interestingly paced, but, um, but, back, but back to the acting, some of it seemed a little much, I'd say. Like, w- w- with a lot of the male actors, I don't know, mm-hmm. things just seemed... <sighs> heavy-handed. Everything was heavy-handed. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, down, even the cinematography was heavy-handed. Like, we got so many shots of B-roll of, like, 1970s New York, and, like, just, like, flying over the city... You know, I know. Yeah, when the movie started, I was like, I was like, where'd this B roll come from? <laughs> like, it was just so much. It was yeah. a lot. It was a lot of like, like location and like trying to, you know, just just set set the the scene. And I gotta say, the the production design in this movie and the like costume design and hair and makeup were all like a plus. Like very very good. It really looked like a fucking dump. And you know. That's what it looked like in the 70s in Hell's Kitchen. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that they did a great job on that end. Um, all the characters, like, it it really looked like this was the 1970s. And, you know, you got to give it to him for that because that's hard. Yeah, but I also feel like with places like New York, you could really... You could really choose more, um, like, older parts of town to shoot in, and it would, it would help, it would help you set the scene. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like there's so many different eras to New York that you could just film in any place and get, and get whatever time period you're looking for. <laughs> well, this was supposed to be specifically in Hell's Kitchen, so, right. you know, there's not a lot over there. It's a pretty industrial area. Um, there's a lot, like, now... Um, but still has a lot of, like, uh, warehouses and things like that, you know, it, it's not, like, the most, like, it, it's real nice now, obviously, but <laughs> then it was just not, it was a dump. It was so gross. <laughs> There's just trash everywhere. Yeah, there was definitely tons of trash, uh, seen in the movie. I just feel like this really could have been... Like, maybe a, a show or something, to, because it just seemed like they were just running through this so quickly, Dude, and they just didn't have any time you were so to right. develop anything. You're so right. They honestly just, like, threw all of this information at you, and it never stopped, and it wasn't even, like, whip smart or anything. Like, no, and and just, I didn't, I just really didn't care about these characters all that much. I mean, maybe I cared about, um... Melissa McCarthy just because she her performance was so well and she like really cared about her family and her husband and we do know that the other two ladies had problems with their husbands and so we kind of I kind of felt that you know shit was gonna hit the fan for their husbands later on um <laughs> but I mean and and Elizabeth Moss and uh Dom Hall Gleason were so cute together yeah um, they were I I mean, they they were all serious badasses. I wish that I cared about them more. I know. It's just, they gave us no time, and to be honest, I was very distracted throughout the movie. Someone kept standing in the exit, and it made me very paranoid. Like, my heart rate went to 121. Like, mm. it was so... That's and, terrible. Didn't that happen to you another time? 
It happens to me constantly, but I'm also just paranoid 24-7, so Uh it doesn't even matter. Uh Uh-huh. But, um, please, public service announcement. If any of you are going to a movie, don't just creepily stand in the exit. It creeps people out, It does. It does. It's like, what, are you waiting for something, you know? Yeah, like, if if you're waiting for someone, go wait outside of the theater, and then if you're gonna come back in, and we also had, like, a ton of movie, movie hoppers, like, a, like, a group of kids came in with, like, their backpacks, like, Uh. in the middle of the film, and then left, like, four minutes later, so it was just super distracting. Uh So many distracting people. So, I was not even paying attention, and it really didn't matter at that point to me. (laughs) So... Uh, So that was my experience. Um, yeah, I just thought that all the plots, like, honestly... This is, I would agree, I think this would make a very, very fine TV show, um, and it would be fun, you know, like, to see what happens to these characters over the course of, like, a whole series, you know, or maybe even a miniseries, and if it was written better, you know, um, yeah, it would have been, like, it could have been drawn out into a better written miniseries, a better written, like, I think that's what they deserved, you know, like, I think these girls deserved it, they, like, deserve, like, they deserve a miniseries, like, you know, Chernobyl or something. It's, like, the whole thing. It's, like, an event, you know? Like, I, I think that yeah. that a lot of women don't get the chance to do that very often, you know, unless we're, like, talking about Big Little Lies or something, you know? Yeah, they definitely deserve some better writing. I mean, a lot of the stuff that just came out of the women's mouths just sounded, like, super... I, like, I don't know, I, I just felt like a lot of them were just cussing at each other the whole time, and, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, they, they were talking, but it just <laughs> never seemed, it, it just seemed pointless, I don't know. Like, they were talking, it, but, it was, like, nothing was coming out of their mouths, you know? Exactly, like, they were just, like, cursing at each other, and just, like, confronting each other. It was just, yeah, it was just confronting each other. It was just confrontation after confrontation. There was this one part where Melissa McCarthy, like, walked down the street, also, there were way too many characters in this movie, but Melissa McCarthy, like, walked down the street and was, like, asking Tiffany Haddish, she was like, hey, what, you know, what do you gotta do, like, where have you been putting the money, or something like that, and she went, it's none of your goddamn business, and then she, like, walked away, and it was just, like, a, a two-second conversation, and I was like, what prompted this, like, the, <laughs> the change in the way that these women felt about each other, like, was very drastic. It was just, like, all of a sudden, they're not best friends anymore because, like, they started off that way. And same thing with, like, Elizabeth Moss, you know? Like, her character was, like, super, super weak, and then all of a sudden she's like, I really like to kill people, you know? Yeah, and that could have been a really cool thing to see developed over over a season. I mean, the the fact that these women went from trusting each other to not trusting each other, Mm -hmm. and then... Mm-hmm. Two of them ended up trusting each other in the very end. Like, that could have been very interesting and intriguing to see. It should have been like Boardwalk Empire. Yes. It should have been like Boardwalk like Empire. Boardwalk Empire. Yes, because that's a very well-written show, and it went for a really long time, and it could have been something like that, you know? And, like, Elizabeth Moss's character could have been murdered at the end of the first season or the second season or, you know, just something, like, I think it deserved that. But, you know, it wasn't. So it, it just didn't, it didn't live up to the expectations not that it really had a lot of them but I just I felt bad I wanted this movie to be good (laughs) yeah I wanted it to be good as well I thought the trailer was very interesting and I thought it was going to be very badass and cool but it just really just did the opposite like it was it uh, was lackluster at best 
Yeah. I mean, it was no good fellas either. Like, it, it really just... You could see where they were, like, trying to do. But again, the direction wasn't that strong and neither was the writing. So, I don't know... Did you notice that what they were talking about uh, when they were building that construction site um, down, they were like, oh, they're, they're going to build this big convention center, um, you know, like on uh, 30, 34th, and they were talking about it, and I was like, oh, that's the Javits Center. <laughs> oh, is that what they were talking about? Yes, that's like, that's the convention center that we went to New York Comic Con at. Oh, okay. So it was built in the 70s? I guess. I mean, maybe the first one was, and then the next one was, like, re- remade or something. Because the, the one they have right now is really nice. But who knows what they built in the 70s. Probably nothing like that. <laughs> the nice glass building yeah. that it is now. If that's if that's a true fact, that should have been in the trivia. But who knows? I mean, it's just, okay. like, a, an element of New York. But, I mean, really, what, yeah. what this movie told me was that uh working a life of crime is like really shitty and you're gonna die that's that's what this movie told me like so many people died in this movie yeah it also seemed like the the killings that were happening were just kind of they're just happening out of the blue. I mean, like no one cared, and and they were just being dealt with way too easily. I mean, mm-hmm. if this was if this was Borok Empire, this would have definitely like been like something would have come back up, like mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know, like you can't you can't just kill this many people and and just get away with it this easily. Like that's not no. I know it's <laughs> the, it was like it, it was just one funeral it was after so the unrealistic. other. Yeah, it was in, yes. incredibly unrealistic in the fact that like I do believe a lot of people were killed if they're in in like crime like this, but it's just like they're going around like dumping meat in front of the Jews and then like you know raiding their their shop and then they killed one of them and it's just like seriously was that necessary like that is like the most like aggressive form of of like gang crime you know and i mean i don't doubt that that happens but it's just like come on like they were just killing people like crazy yeah definitely it just uh it's it's, it's disappointing really yeah it was sad. It was just sad because I think the screenplay was sad. And, you know, I did like, I mean, I just could, I, some things like happened that I couldn't believe. Like I thought, I didn't think Elizabeth Moss was going to die. I thought that Domhnall Gleeson was going to die. Um, cause they had that whole scene about how happy and cute they were going to be and how they were going to have a baby. And the scene went on way too long. And I was like, one of them's going to die very soon. Why else would they be showing us this? Yeah, but that scene where she did die was pretty good. Like it how was. the kid came in, yeah, and and she like shot him and and thought she shot him dead, but then that was that was crazy. And like and and I thought that was pretty well done. Like the way they reacted mm-hmm. and like and the and the way it all played out, mm-hmm. I thought that was I yeah I did not see that coming at all. Yeah, and then I also didn't see um, Melissa McCarthy telling the Italians to kill her husband. That was wow. Yeah, that was, that was, like, did her husband just really not think this through? I mean, honestly, that entire situation was way too rushed. Like, clearly the husband's got problems with this, but she, like, 
they didn't want to like talk it out like actual people who are actually married that he she was just like you know what fuck you and then he gets killed and it's like what the fuck like it's just so that the stakes were like so high i i mean i know <laughs> and, and and how could you make the decision so easily i i mean didn't she love him like i mean she she did they were the only re- they were the only relationship that seemed to be going well i know and and you're like i i just it does make sense that he was like so upset with her and what she was doing but i mean come on and and it did make sense that the way he reacted was like very patriarchal and very harsh um but still like you didn't need to murder him it's like really over the top like i mean i also didn't really see tiffany haddish like playing tonsil hockey with common i mean that was like again the police were just way out of there you know like then i realized that they were gonna get away with it because the police weren't involved anymore yeah, and again, like, e- even with, like, shady police, like, this could have been really well drawn out in a series. And and, and also considering that, uh, like, Melissa McCarthy was doing was doing good things for the community, we never really saw that. We kind of just saw them making rash decisions because people were getting too close or because of this or because of that. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it, I just felt like we spent so much time just watching people getting killed that, and we didn't really get anything else like it was yeah just that was it that's the movie i'm done just people getting shot i'm done talking about it it's it's just i'm sad because <laughs> i really wanted it to be better and it just wasn't yeah um a couple a couple things of trivia i thought was interesting uh first major drama production for tiffany Haddish. yeah which um, i mean fine like she was good i mean she wasn't amazing but I like her. It was, yeah, it, this could have been a good first start for her. <laughs> yeah. Could have been. But uh, may, maybe next time. Hopefully, hopefully next time. Uh, and then I also thought this was interesting. Filmed in East Harlem and the South Bronx, which were turned into Hell's Kitchen in the, ni- in the 1970s. So I guess. Cool. So I guess they kind of shot in the, in the traditional Hell's Kitchen, like or something, right? Like, because these... What do you mean? So Hell's Kitchen got... I'm trying... Okay. The way I read this was filmed in East Harlem and South Bronx, which were turned into Hell's Kitchen in the 1970s. They they retrofitted East Harlem and Bronx, like, the streets to look like Hell's Kitchen. Oh, I thought they meant, like, like... Oh, okay. I read this wrong. Yeah, Dang it, I thought that was more interesting. I, I, I thought these areas like used to be hell's kitchen or something like like no that actually the city had changed no like, the city had changed no the okay. this the hell's kitchen's always been um to the to the west of like 42nd street that's hell's kitchen um mm-hmm. so it's like it's those like 20 blocks basically um right and i actually I, I kind of listened, I think I remember listening to a podcast recently about it, why it's called Hell's Kitchen, and it's something about that in some New York Times article once, um, it, it used to be, uh, it used to, I'm trying to remember what it, it used to not be a great place, obviously, and I think somebody in like a New York Times article, like the turn of the century, referred to it as Hell's Kitchen. 
and then it continued to be referred as that. Like, mm, and that's okay. why it's called that, because it, it was like some random article referred to that area as Hell's Kitchen, as in, like, it's a bad place to be. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, something something like that. Um, I, yeah. All right, let's read these meta scores. Oh, wait, are we going to do the, oops, sorry, plot keywords? Yeah, why don't you do the plot keywords? <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, let me do that. All right, so for the plot keywords, we've got Vertigo Comics, uh, DC Comics, F-Rated, Gangster, based on graphic novel. All right. It is an F-Rated movie, so that's kind of nice. Which you said was, oh wait, F-rated means like it's that bad, or or was it, or no? What did you say F-rated meant? Off- Didn't F-rated mean something female? Yes, you figured it out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> on your own. Okay, okay. Yeah, Good. <laughs> I remembered. Three female like, leads, you before. know. So like, yes, it's not, it's not like a not, and I think that the director is the director a woman. Yes, the director yes. is Andrea Berloff. So. And she oh, she right. made a straight out of Compton. She wrote straight out of Compton. Um, An- Andrea Burloff. Yes. Oh. Okay. And uh, cool. she she didn't direct it. This is her first direct directorial debut. So interesting. Um, okay. Okay. So I, I just got to say I didn't read these metascores beforehand, and uh, they seem to be bringing up the same things that we thought. It got a 35 Metascore, which is very much in the red. Um, yes, because... if I had seen this number before going, I would not have gone. Yeah, I asked <laughs> Emily if I should go see this movie, and she was like, um... What when I say? I said, if I, if I had the chance to decide again, I wouldn't have gone. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, I should just go, you know, I should just see this movie, even if it's bad. So... You know, because I'm supporting some female directors, so that's not so bad. <laughs> right, right. I mean, and and directorially, this, this wasn't that bad. I think it was really just the writing. I think she also wrote it, but it's fine. Whatever. No, it says it's <sighs> the the writers from the comic book series did this. Well, as writers. well as her. Oh, let me see. What's the other credit? Oh, yep, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, the highest score we got is 58 from IndieWire. So bad. Despite some major narrative missteps, the film's bold twist on the mob drama still has a refreshing quality. Maybe The Kitchen would have fared better as a series with more time for its Ayo. potential material to simmer. <laughs> we just said that. Hey! Hey! <laughs> All right, let's see. Which one do I like here? I like the Variety um, one, if you want to read that one. Okay, let's see. Variety gave it a 50. Uh, we see in Melissa McCarthy's increasingly fierce performance a hint of what the movie might have been, the tale of a new kind of feminine mystique, a methodical fury that weds the imperatives of a mother and the style of a gangster. But that movie needed a better script. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, and wow. I guess I'll read the 20 from The Guardian, which is probably yeah. going to be very harsh. Um, the Kitchen, a late summer female-led adaptation of a little-known DC comic, is the worst kind of bad movie. 
That's because it has all the ingredients of a good movie, from a juicy premise to a stellar cast, yet it's assembled with such staggeringly staggering incompetency that from the very first scene, it boils over into one-star territory, all promise Ooh. evaporating from the screen. The boredom and confusion that then follows is backgrounded by an almost angry frustration that someone could get something so potentially thrilling so very, very wrong. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that that was the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to move right along into the farewell. And let's leave let's leave all that behind. Let's uh let's let's sweep the kitchen away. Uh-huh. All right. The farewell. Okay. So I saw this movie just for a little background, like, I saw this the other day. I saw this by myself, obviously. Um, there was a lot of old people in the crowd. It's just definitely yep, yep, kind of yep. one of those movies I saw it, um, I think on a Monday morning. Uh, or no, a Sunday morning. No, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So there was still quite a lot of people there. Two days earlier, get this, two days earlier, I go to the Lincoln Center, you know, it's a massive AMC, um, and I, w- I was looking on Twitter after the movie, and it turns out that the notorious RPG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself, was watching the movie in the same theater that I was two days before I saw this movie. And I was like, I could have been there with RBG. <laughs> you could have. That is insane, man. You always seem to be so close yet so far away from uh, specific celebrities. I It's so true. Like, there's so many premieres and shit that happen in New York City, and I am like, I'm just like a, a train away, a train ride away from seeing all this, all this stuff, and I, I just, I never go. <laughs> uh. Well, maybe, uh... Maybe you should start going to more of them. <laughs> I, I gotta try to, like, anticipate them. That's the thing. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, so I saw this movie by myself, and I cried for, like, most of the movie. So when I left the movie, I was still crying. Like, I just, I was outside, and I had to call my brother because I could not stop crying. Oh, man. It was great. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. It, it definitely made me very happy at the very end. Um, I, I did not cry, but I was definitely feeling the love in this movie. There's, it's... It was quite fantastic. So I guess let's start with, uh, let's start with Aquafina's character. Mm-hmm. Billy? Um, yes, Billy. I just want to shout out to Aquafina. I, like, love her <laughs> I, so much. I, I think, honestly, I so she's, much. like, one of the greatest talents of our generation. She's, like, fucking amazing. She is such a treasure to this planet. <laughs> I just... And I... I... It physically hurts to love her more than I actually than I already do. It hurts. I know. I'm trying to trying to muster up more love, and I can't because my body cannot give it. I know. <laughs> she is she is so so great. Like, I just I don't know. Yeah, she's amazing. She's she's just amazing. And I I also want to say that like um I I watch a lot of um like you know K dramas uh. Uh, like J dramas, I, I watch a lot of stuff like that, and and I, sometimes I I feel like I have a hard time sensing. Like I, I kind of just spend a lot of time listening to 
to the peop- to the characters talk and of course reading the subtitles, but I feel like I never feel the emotion and in this movie whenever Aquafina would talk to her family and and anyone else really, I could really like I could really sense the emotion in the way that they were talking. It it was it was awesome. Like I, I loved it a lot. Yeah. This this is a a beautiful movie in a lot of ways and it I just it's so hard to to boil it down to just a few words, but it, it ultimately it's like you fall in love with this family and not only do you believe this family is an actual real family and that this is a real situation and that honestly it just feels like all of these people are family and even though they've all been split up for like 25 years you know and it's still got those like those roots that like home and that China is their home you know even though we don't really get to see a very like glamorous view of this place but it doesn't matter because that the memories are within the people you know it's it's just I've never seen a Chinese movie that like like this one before ever this this movie kind of made me think of um what was the I watched a film in college for like my it's like food and film class and there was there was a movie about a family and they like cooked a lot and you kind of learned a lot about the family through the way that they cooked and kind of how they interacted this mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of that i do mm-hmm. not remember what it was called i will have to muster it up and figure out what it was but yeah this this kind of gave me a lot of that you kind of like we get dropped in you know kind of at a random point in this entire family's life and they're still all spread out and mm-hmm. then and then you, once you see them all come together, you're kind of like just trying to follow along and see what's happening and, you know, and it was really interesting when they talked about why they keep the secret and how the, and because, and how this has happened before. Like, this is just something that they do. And I thought that was very, very intriguing to learn. And, and I understand why they mm-hmm. would do it. Mm-hmm. And, and then knowing what happens at the very end, which again, spoilers, so if you haven't seen this, go see it. Um, the grandmother doesn't end up dying. And mm-hmm. so then there would have been, I, I guess there was no, there would have been no reason to tell her that she had cancer. I, th- um, I don't know. She probably knows now because it's been so long. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, but the, because the, the director, Lulu Wang, um, has come out and told this story. And right. I, I actually last year listened to a podcast I think it was NPR or something of the sort and she was on the podcast and I remember this this story so when I saw the trailer for this movie I was like oh I know this story I I've heard it like Lulu Wang went on a podcast once and told her whole story like about the fact that they they couldn't tell their grandma that she was dying and she was she was like explaining the whole thing so I already knew the premise of the movie I mean, it's clear what the premise is, but I think that that's not the, like, that, that's, that's the premise, but that's not the whole movie. Like, the whole movie is, like, feeling these emotions that everybody has internalized for their grandma, and it's, it's also the joy of being around somebody such as Nene, because she was, like, such a force of nature, like, this, this actress, this woman, like, 
you're just in love with her on the screen, you know? So it's a balance of sadness and joy, like the whole movie. Yeah, the way she would power through, like, a, and so the whole family decides to all go to China to celebrate a wedding between, <laughs> between uh, Billy's cousin and his girlfriend, <laughs> who have only been together for three, three months. months. Yeah. <laughs> and... And and why they decided to to go along with this? I mean, I understand, but like, but three months, like that's crazy. But this this like, poor girl, this Japanese girl, she can't even speak Chinese. Yeah, like, she doesn't understand yeah. what's going on at all. It's so funny. And and yeah, just the way that she would, um, this yeah, this actress was amazing. Uh, the one that played the grandmother, she just the way that she connected with everyone and the way she connected with Billy and just um, she was she was amazing to watch. I could not look away. She was just so cute and she she was she was amazing. Yeah. I feel like the way that the narrative goes is that we connect with Billy because she's you know, she's a Chinese American. She was like six years old when they moved her to America. So she, you know, she lives in Bushwick. So like we see her like out and about in her daily life talking to her grandmother on the phone and it's just kind of like we connect with her like I've done that before talk to my grandma you know when I'm walking around you know in New York City like I'm an you know I'm an adult I like go live my own life and then I I still you know communicate with my family members but even though they're really far away you know and so that kind of like really connected with me in the way that that Aquafina does it as well because we're like she's she's the um vessel that we get to um connect with because she doesn't know Chinese super well but she I mean she knows it pretty well but she still doesn't know like all the words so like you know we're we're with her like she's she's our our connection point to tell the story and to be introduced to um, this tradition and the traditions of a Chinese family. And I gotta say, I don't really know any traditions of Chinese families. So this movie, like, really opened up a lot of that to me. Yeah, I loved when the family would kind of talk about, like, uh, kind of where where everyone was taken and kind of, um, like, when they talk about where everyone was at currently. Like, you know, you took your, you took your family to uh, America. I plan mm-hmm. on taking my kid to... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what is it to go to school in America and kind of like just the exchanges it just was so it was so real and it was so like funny the way that this family would talk to each other because they all have like their judgments and stuff and you know why are you in America not making mm-hmm. any money when you just move back to China and make a yeah. ton of money yeah it was a and, cyclical conversation but she was like but your son's gonna stay there like if he goes to school there he may never come back and you're still saying you still want to send him you know right you know, yeah, exactly. It's just like saying, you know, whose who's place is best, like, you know, America or China, America or China. And a lot of people ask her that in the movie. Yeah, like the, what is it, the guy at the hotel the, who, like, yeah. took her to her room. He would not, he would not leave the room. He kept asking, like, so, so is America better? And she's like, it's different. It's different. <laughs> like, and, and it was so funny, just, like, the very subtle, like, uh, uh, hilarious moments like when they were bowing at the at the yes. cemetery yes um and they'd like bow three times and then yeah. people and like just the family was so amazing to watch like they're just so they're so real and adorable and i just 
it's like I just love them. The I the traditions so were played in a way that were thoughtful yet charming and kind of funny. You know, like a yeah. lot of the traditions were like that, and it, you know, like the bowing or you know, like the whole like the the, the giving the speeches and the singing at at the wedding and like playing and that, that funny little game. game. That they play. yes. <laughs> when they're, like, plucking, like, a chicken, and, like, they point to yeah. that. It's just... Uh, and every, every like, moment, everybody's trying not to cry. Like, every time the grandmother says anything, like, you know, when I'm, like, th- think about this and think about mortality, and, the, like, literally, like, the cousin with, like, his little chin would shake, you know? And it, it, was, yeah. it was just, like, always wobbling, and, like, everybody was like at the brink of emotion like the whole movie <laughs> yeah it was just it was just really great how they how they paced everything out like they would have you know some more serious moments you know we learned that um billy's father you know has like a drinking problem he he's gone back to smoking there's stuff that he's not telling his wife and mm-hmm. there's just stuff mm-hmm. there's just stuff that's happening um but then but then that's just how family is. Like, you know, they, they do stuff you don't like. They do stuff you like. It's all just, it's all encompassing and you just have to take it. Like, there's, yeah. you can't change your family and you can't change your family. <laughs> so you just gotta there's, enjoy, enjoy during the good parts and get, and work through the bad parts. <laughs> there's, there's something to be said about, uh, not, there is a theme throughout the whole movie of, um, hiding something to protect somebody else. And that flows through every single person in this movie. So there's the fact, the whole big one, of course, is that they're not telling the grandma that she's dying. Um, and they go through great lengths to not do so. But then there's also, like, the the dad not communicating that he's has a drinking problem or a smoking problem. And there's also, like... Aquafina herself, like Billy herself, who's keeping this news that she didn't get a fellowship um, from her right. parents, and she's doing the same exact thing that you know everybody else in this movie is doing. Like even the aunt, like when her, uh, like Billy's mom asks the aunt, you know, are you okay? You gonna be okay? And she's like, Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna go to my my husband, and we're gonna travel, and it's gonna be great. And she's like, it's fine. I'm fine. And you're like, is she fine? Like, would she say if she's not fine? She probably would not, you know? And I I think that a lot of people were just, but they're holding these things back because they don't want other people to be concerned or worried, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and that definitely happens. It really depends on what the news is. I mean... Yeah, she probably should have told her parents that she didn't get the fellowship, so they didn't keep asking. And that she needs money, because or, she clearly needs money, you know? like Right, exactly. They're always like, you need money? She's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Like, she doesn't, she has pride in herself, like, she doesn't want to ask her parents for help, you know? Yeah, even though she's constantly at her parents' house doing laundry and getting food, and yeah. <laughs> it shows that she's not doing that well. Yeah. But, but she's still just fighting through it. Um, Yeah. Let's see, I'm trying to look at the trivia here. Do we have anything else to say about the... Oh, I wanted to ask you what you thought uh, the symbolism of the birds uh, in the movie were. Oh, how they kept a, like, 
going into her rooms. Yeah, there was like two small birds. Uh, one of them came into her room when she was in New York, um, and then another one uh, when she was in that hotel room. Um, yeah. And then at the very end, when she goes ha, uh, and the, and then we get a shot of the birds flying away out of the tree. Um, so what do you, what do you think they symbolized? Hmm. Wow, you're really uh, you're really putting this on me right now. I would gotta. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Birds. Birds in cages often mean uh, feeling trapped, but this bird was not in a cage. This bird, this bird would fly in. It wasn't hurt. It would just kind of fly in and sit there, like it was content with where it was. Mm -hmm. So maybe, so maybe, um, maybe something along the lines of like. You know, the bird, the bird wasn't really supposed to be in, in these places because, you know, birds aren't often found inside of buildings, but, but it's, but it's okay where it's at. I don't know. That's the best I got. I think. That's all I got, man. I mean, now that you're talking about that and like being in a cage and stuff, I don't know if it's particularly that. I think it's something along the lines of the bird represents Billy um, okay. And I think that that's, that's kind of the way it was from the beginning. Um, I'm not going to say, like, it's exactly like a metaphor or something, because, you know, that would be too easy. But I think it has something to do with the fact that Billy feels, feels trapped or feels like she's not flying um, for a couple reasons. And, you know, in the end... She kind of, like, releases a bit, um, and that's why all of the birds fly away. Like, I, th I think I think it's something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it just didn't seem like the bird was hurt, so I just it just seemed like it was there. But well, I don't, I don't think Billy... Billy's not hurt. She's just... She's going through some emotional shit. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Like, like everybody like the does. Just, the bird just wouldn't leave. The bird just wouldn't fly away. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So something like that. Um, I would also like to comment on the cinematography of this movie, and the music, um, which oh, were very, yeah. very hand in hand. Um, just like gorgeous, like tone pieces of like lots, like lots of mood like cool mood filling like songs you know that were kind of nice and solemn yeah and it also and it almost seemed like the movie was kind of muted as well like a little bit just like the colors not... yeah it it didn't seem all that vibrant yeah so. yeah i mean it seemed like it was kind of overcast all the time or nighttime with all the neon lights and stuff um, in the streets, and I yeah. I thought that the cinematography was, I it was like triumphant, you know, like we just we get these shots of like Aquafina walking down the streets in slow motion, or the family like walking like all together, you know, in a like a pack, and 
just just like sitting with that emotion that you have in that moment. You know, the music will be like triumphant when the whole family's there. Or it's like a kind of like uh, the emotion of like, uh, like they got what they wanted. They're feeling like they're really strong in, in their collection, that they're working together towards a goal, you know. Um, yeah. And, and when Aquafina's alone and she's walking down the street alone, you feel the loneliness. You feel the the emotion that she's feeling, but also, like, the the feeling of being lost, that she doesn't really fit in there, you know? Yeah. I also liked how a lot of the uh, shots of, like, the city were kind of... It kind of seemed like we were looking at them through Billy's eyes, because, you know, we saw the same tall, like, apartment buildings when she came mm-hmm. in on the airplane and was driving to... Her, gram- her grandma's house, and then we saw the same shot as she was heading back mm-hmm. to the airport of, like, the same building, and then that awesome, like, arch, arch. Yeah, like, the rainbow arch that they were driving around because that's where the- her grandmother used to live or something, and mm-hmm. um, it was a place that she'd been before. Um, so really cool. I, I really liked those uh, those scenes. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, oh, it, I'm reading this little trivia, and it does say that this was on This American Life, which I did hear. I did listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I saw that as I was clicking the trivia. I saw um, NPR, and then you said, and then you said NPR. Yay, um, I was right. <laughs> let's see. It's, oh, another trivia says, Little Nai Nai plays herself in the movie. What does that mean? Little Nai Nai? Oh, the yeah. sister. Oh... The, oh! the sister is little nine, little nine nine. Oh, okay. She was so oh, cute. That's cool. <laughs> I really just... loved. I loved everyone. I love all the actors. I loved the dad. He was so funny. Like when they were getting massages. Let's see. Oh, I'm just looking at a bit of more of the, of the trivia. Okay. The joke about the about the cat dying and mom is on the roof. On the roof, fold around the table. Yes, is the same joke told by astronaut Peter Willis to himself as he's climbing up a desert cliff in the 1977 movie Capricorn One. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Well, it was a perfect joke to tell because it parallels the idea that they don't tell people like the bad news, you know? Right. That's that's yeah. the that's the joke. Interesting. Okay, let's see. Let's do the plot keywords and then we will get to the meta score. Mhm. Let's see. And there's nothing more, nothing I like more than a than a than a green meta score. <laughs> <laughs> a really green one in fact. A very green one. Okay, so the plot keywords we got are Chinese family Grandmother, wedding, China, New York City. Okay. Wow. Okay. Th- there we go. Those are a lot of places and things. All right. Yep. Lots of uh, adjectives. Right? No. Yes. Nouns. Nouns. Person, place, or thing is a noun. Wow. <laughs> I. Okay. Let's just continue. Metascores. All right. So I got a 90, which is really good. Yeah. Let's see. These ads keep popping up. All right. The end of the movie where she, I can't believe you didn't cry where she leaves her grandma like um in the car. Oh. And yeah, she hugs yeah. her and they're like 
crying and even the mobs crying everybody's crying and it's just it it was like really early in the morning and i i just thought that was so wonderfully shot and i was just i was a mess i was like this is the saddest thing i've ever seen like saying goodbye to your grandma i just god it hurts so bad to watch that like I know, Billy really didn't want to go, and yeah, they were, and the way that her, her grandma was just like, you know, like, get in the car so I don't have to, like, so I don't have to say goodbye. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, it was, it was really sad. I it just really, sad. really, like, it's so, it's very, I don't want to, like, compare myself directly to this situation, but it's, it just really made me think of my own family, and I feel like that's a lot of people's experience watching this movie, um, who, who are close to their families or, you know, um, yeah, so I just, I was really, like, it, it was hard because the movie gave you a lot of breathing room to think about yourself and, and the situations that you've been in where you feel like this as well, and, and the heartbreak and the pain and the emotion, and that's why it hit me so much. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, I definitely understand that. Um, but let's see what we got here. I'm gonna read the New York Magazine, which gave it a 100. Yeah. Uh, the little dramas and themes that emerge during the reunion of the family's far-flung, broad, ink. Well, you need to restart I, that entire situation. I, well, I just was not reading the sentence right. <laughs> the, the little dramas and themes that emerge during the reunion of the family's far No, nope, nope, you stop. You got the wrong word. Really? It, yes, try again. Re- <laughs> emerge the What? You need to just try, try one more time cuz you keep you keep saying the wrong word. I do? Yes. Okay. Okay. This okay, this is what I am reading right now. The little dramas and themes that emerge during the reunion of the films <laughs> far flung bra- bra- become brood Emily that word is brood brood it's brood yes. okay oh goodness do you want me gracious. to do you want me to read this yeah, can you just? This is just not my day. It's just, it's, I understand because this is not an easy thing to say. This, this this sentence is really fucked up. Okay. The little dramas and themes that emerge during the reunion of the film's far-flung brood become, like a family, more than the sum of its individual parts and an incredibly satisfying meal of a film. That's like a run-on sentence. It's not a good sentence. It's not... It's not... It's hard to say... Films far flung brood become like that is not yeah. easy to say because yeah. there's two well. alliterations like back to back and it's like that's not what you should be writing. I was never gonna get that. That was a horrible. That was a horrible one to want to read. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna read film threat. That gave it an eighty. Okay. The fa- the farewell is a wonderfully. Sp- is wonderfully specific towards the culture depicted, but there is universe universal oh no universality <laughs> a universality a universality 
to its issues regarding family. Just about everyone will be able to take something away from the farewell. Oh. Wow. 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 The Guardian says it's a slight film of times, but one that builds to a crescendo of emotion, and boy, does it do that. Thanks, Benjamin! It really is... That was great. It really is like that. The whole movie, like like the very first one says, is more than the sum of its parts. Like, 100%. It is like one of those movies where every single little thing builds to to create a beautiful tapestry of a movie. Like, it's just absolutely carved into, into this gorgeous little narrative that involves so many people and so much joy and emotion, you know, and cultural specific things. And it, it's just so amazing. It's such a great movie. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I, uh, uh, hats off to A24. They are just so amazing. I love everything that they do. Is this an A24 movie? Yeah. Oh my god. It sure Seriously? Is. It sure is the fuck is oh my god they're like honestly like 90 percent like amazing like all the movies that come out from a24 are like so good so good so good and it said that this was a24's uh first pg movie wow fuck man that's what what the trivia says that's crazy i mean damn yeah pg rated damn yeah 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 i think i could have seen i could have gone to see a a q a um for this movie i think but i wasn't around really yeah i think it well i might have been around but i just i couldn't go see it It, you know it was like a couple weeks ago um you know how they do the q a's just like they do at the landmark yeah yeah it was like they had like these early screenings and i think I think this movie's been doing pretty well. Good. Yeah, I hope so because I feel like I feel like A24 has just been just been in the spotlight so long. Like for just these past couple of months and and longer. I mean, mm-hmm. what was it? Yeah, so I, I so I feel like the stuff that they're making is definitely getting a lot of recognition, and they usually have really great marketing for it and uh, promoting as well. Oh yeah, I mean I've seen I've seen a lot a lot of their movies like it, just in the past year. Um, they're even making yeah, that that Euphoria show, which, yeah. which you're watching, which I finished. Uh huh. S- season one was pretty awesome. Uh anyone else is watching it let us know i'd love to know your thoughts i love talking about it i'm finding every person at my work who has who is watching it and i am finding them and forcing them to talk with me about it (laughs) yeah i uh i've seen i've seen a lot of a lot of their movies um so far just in the past you know couple months i saw midsummer which uh you did as well that's also 824 um yeah. Next week uh I'm going to watch Hereditary, so maybe we could get together and then we'll talk about both of those movies. Oh, okay. I need to watch Hereditary. Where where can I watch that? On Amazon. Sweet. All right. Mhm. Cool. Um if you watched and enjoyed The Farewell, uh you can leave a comment on 
SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search All by the Popcorn and like our pages. Uh, if you want to rate and review our little show we have here, you can let us know your thoughts on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts slash Google Play. Yeah. Uh, that would help people find us a lot better. And uh, you can let us know what you're thinking of the show. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, you can email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com or allbythepopcorn at gmail.com. And for uh, notifications on future episodes coming out, you can follow our social media. We've got Twitter at ByThePopcorn and Instagram at AllByThePopcornPodcast. Uh, and yeah. uh, we've got we've got merch. <laughs> <laughs> we do, and I, I do have to post about it, and I also have to update the Instagram. So, um, yeah, everybody, we just posted the episode of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so if you didn't catch that one, that was the last one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, great movie. Go listen to that one. And uh, we will talk to you all next time. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.